Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually, everybody say continually, offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Hallelujah. The Lord spoke very uh, decisively to me a few days ago that, that I need to speak about having Thanksgiving not just uh, one day a year, but all year long. Brother Douglas got, uh, got, got it on the sign out there about uh, living all year in the spirit of thanksgiving. And he said here, he said, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Father, we come to you. We thank you for what we have witnessed here already today. We glorify you, and we honor you and give you praise. Bless this message right now in the name of Jesus. Speak to every heart, and we'll give you the praise for everything. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Sister Wanda, I want you every day, you go, I want you to put it in your mind, that when I get up this day, I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. I, I hurt my, uh, my knee, twisted it bad several years ago when we lived on Little Marabone Road down below... Uh, the dam there that dams up the water for Maribone Creek. And uh, there had been several days of heavy rain. And uh, with it still raining after several days, uh, we were there at the house. We lived right next door to uh, uh, Darlene's mom and dad. Uh, and uh, the uh, Cheatham County Sheriff's Department uh, came uh, driving slowly down through Little Marabone Road on the speakers telling everybody to leave now that they were thinking that that dam was going to break. And we, we was right down below from it, and they were telling everybody to get out. So uh, along with everybody else, we, we left kind of hurriedly, and we, we, we drove up to Bardo to where... Uh, uh, Brother Charles and them lived and uh, went in up there. And uh, Darlene's uh, mom re remembered that it all happened so fast she had the oven on and had something in the oven, uh, uh, bacon. She said, oh, she said, I, um, uh, I forgot that and that's still on. And uh, she got concerned about that. So I, in turn, got in the car, and I drove back down there to go to her house and go in and um, to turn that oven off. 
And when I was leaving back out of the house and I, I stepped out on that little small p- concrete porch because all the r- rain, it was very slick, I, uh, I, I, I slipped and I, I twisted my knee really bad and, uh, and hurt it. And uh, I was on, uh, had to be put on crutches for a while, couldn't put no weight on it at all. And uh, that, that Sunday at church, uh, uh, Brother Hale and uh, I, don't, I don't remember uh, who was uh, his sister, pastor right now, if it was Brother Pat, I don't remember who it was, but but everybody anyway uh, prayed for me, and uh, I still left uh, there on uh, the crutches. I still needed that the crutches because I, uh, even though the prayed and I, I I felt the presence of the Lord, but yet I still was on those crutches. And uh, but I was believing. I claimed my healing in Jesus' name. And so uh, I, w- I went to bed. And that next morning, Brother Paul, when I got up, uh, I got up off the side of the bed and I started walking across the bed bedroom, not even thinking. And it finally, hit, I said, "Hey." I'm walking great without no crutches. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So sometimes the healing process of God happens a little bit over a period of time. That's why I just felt like telling her each day you expect to be better and better because God has done something for you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I want to speak today on the subject titled Living a Life of Thanksgiving. Living a Life of Thanksgiving. Now, as Americans, Thanksgiving is a time to pause and reflect on the blessings and provisions of our great God to this nation. History verifies that without the providence of God, that first winter that the pilgrims spent on the soil of this continent would have ended the dream before it had ever begun. So Thanksgiving is a bona fide American holiday which we as a people show our gratitude to God for the birth, growth, and exceptionalism of this land of the free and home of the brave. And I think we should do that. And we should take time. And uh, every year, I always talk about Thanksgiving. And uh, I usually read you a little story about the pilgrims and all of that. But we're not just going to, the Spirit of God just told me, we're not going to focus just on this one day. That will, that will uh, last for a little bit and be gone. But for the church, for God's people, Thanksgiving is far more than a special day on the calendar. Hallelujah. The Bible urges us to live a life of Thanksgiving every day we live. Hallelujah. We're supposed to live Thanksgiving every day of the year. Now, Listen close to what I'm going to say right here. When Thanksgiving 
becomes thanks living. Did you hear that? When thanksgiving becomes thanks living, then your life really begins to take on a totally new meaning. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Being thankful to God for all his blessings is truly a mark of a Christian. It is one of the most powerful spiritual activities a child of God can do. You want to get spiritual? Start living a life of thanks living. You want to get spiritual? Live every day thanksgiving unto God for what he's done for you. Wow. But yet, it's one of the most difficult for so many because we get so caught up in the demands of life to achieve or to become that we begin to take things for granted, which in turn causes some to forget that all they have and all they are has become about through God's mercy and grace. Because we work so hard to make ends meet. And we see it, even though it's slow, we see a slow buildup and we see a, 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 a little bit more. The old flesh can cause you to think, well, it's because I work so hard that we're able to do this. I'm going to tell you something. You're sitting here this morning because God allowed you, amen, the privilege to still be breathing. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we forget things like that, and we take it for granted. I remember a story of an old farmer who lived out and uh, in the country and had a farm, and he uh, was really caught up so much in his farm life that he didn't take much time to stop to go to church or do anything else. He was always in the field. And there was a new preacher come to town and the preacher was taking each day going around the community and introducing himself and uh, inviting people to come to church. Well, this old farmer, he didn't trust preachers too much. He thought they was like politicians. He thought they were just trying to get uh, he's trying to get his hand in his pocket, you know. So, new preacher walked up, and the old farmer was out there working in the field, and and uh, he walked up to him and said, "Well, uh, and I don't, uh, I don't know the story. Didn't tell uh, the farmer's name. Said, so my my, said this is a mighty nice uh, place you and the Lord has." And that old farmer looked up and uh, uh, spit out some juice from the tobacco. He said, yeah, preacher, but you ought to have seen it when the Lord had it by himself. He was ready, you know, to come back because he was wondering where the preacher was coming from. And But the farmer was implying that all of that around there he'd done, he'd done it by himself. But I'm going to tell you something. Everything that you have 
everything that you own is because of the providence of God. Hallelujah. It's not, it's, not, it's not because of your education, your ingenuity. You better give the praise to God. There was a preacher and a piano player. It was really uh, well known um, several years ago uh, uh, by the name of uh, uh, Little Joe Hatfield. And he wrote a song that uh, that he recorded, and uh, uh, brother brother Charles used to sing it. That says, "If God should choose, I could lose everything in a moment's time. All I am belong. All I have belongs to Him anyway." So we need to be thankful. I want to talk, and I'm not going to hold you very much longer, but I want to talk about living a life of thanksgiving and how we do that. There are three areas that we live a life of thanksgiving, and it's on the screen there, and I want you to consider that as I talk about it. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to hold you long, but I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to bring out these three things. How that you live a life of thanksgiving. Number one, you do it through acknowledgement. Then number two, through giving. And number three, through worship. If you want to know how to live a life of thanksgiving, you do it through acknowledgement, through giving, and through worship. Those three things will prove how thankful you really are to God. Amen. Those three things proves to the Lord and proves to everybody else around you if you're a thankful person or not. <coughs> now let's break these down. Number one, acknowledgement. What do I mean by acknowledgement? Well, every time you stand and testify, you're acknowledging God for something he's done for you. Unless you're like some folks who's supposed to be giving God praise, but you stand up and give credit to the devil. Oh, the devil's been on riding my back. All week long. Why didn't you buck him off? Testimony time is supposed to be a praise to God, not talking about what the devil can do. So testimony is an acknowledgement, but listen to Psalms 124 verses 1 through 8. That's, that's the whole chapter of 124. Now, before I start reading this, this is one of the songs known as one of the songs of ascent. Several years ago, I preached a series of messages on Sunday morning on those psalms of ascent. The psalms of ascent are the psalms that the people used to sing and recite 
Brother Bobby, as they were going up the hill, called Zion toward Jerusalem to worship. <laughs> and they were, <laughs> my, my, my. Lord of mercy, you can't get these apostolics today to worship God when they get to church, much less on the way to it. Hello, somebody. I mean, they began to worship God on the way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of us, the service gets half over before we can get in it. Because while we're on the way to church, we got the radio blaring out, there's a tear in my beard. <laughs> Glory. Come on, somebody. The children of Israel worship God on the way too. And this is, what, this is one of those songs. And we're talking about acknowledgement. If you're going to live a life of thanksgiving, it's going to be through acknowledgement. And this is what they said. <laughs> As they were going, and remember now, Jerusalem is sitting on a hill. It's on Mount Zion. And they were going up that hill. And as they were traveling up the hill to go to the temple to worship God, they begin to say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, woo, my, 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 if we would live a life of thanksgiving, hallelujah, the praise team wouldn't have to pump and prize you when you get to church. Hallelujah, the preacher wouldn't have to beg you to get out of those pews and come down here and worship a little bit. Come on, somebody. They said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters, listen, but then the waters would have overwhelmed us. Oh, Almighty oh God. Hallelujah. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Oh, so our soul has escaped as a bird from the snarl of the father. The snare is broken. We have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Oh, who made heaven enough to give him praise. Now, I don't know how many we got here. We got a pretty good crowd this morning, even though we got a lot of people sick. Still a crowd, but I, I doubt if there's anybody in here who's got one of those moments of, if it had not been for the Lord on my side. I don't think nobody in here can think back over your life and say, my, 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 if it wouldn't have been for the Lord on my side when I was going through that time. This brother sitting right over here, Brother Ricky, if it had not been for the Lord on his side, I wouldn't be seeing him sitting here this morning. Same thing for Brother Paul over here. <clears throat> Y'all went through virtually the same thing. 
if it had not been for the Lord whom I'd sigh. The devil got mad. <laughs> the devil got mad several years ago when we moved back down to Tennessee and took over the church. The devil didn't want me standing here shepherding the flock that I've done these several years because it wasn't very long after we got down here. I was down to stand and live with a crowbar prying up the back gate of an old ton and a half truck to unload a bunch of worn-out air conditioning. If it hadn't been for the Lord on my side, who knows ahead of time what's going to happen, he knew that that magnetic crane on the hill of junk cars behind me, God knew that the power to that, it was going to cut out. And those cars that was connected to it was going to come down that hill and crashing into the back end of that truck, destroying the back end of that truck where I was standing. But it had not been for the Lord on my side. He spoke to me and said, you're standing in a place of death. And I moved. And within a half a second, that car came crashing down. Still in the bit, yeah. The very edge of that car hit me in the back and knocked me some 40 foot over. And I wore that steel brace for over a year on my back. But as I was semi conscious laying on that asphalt, well, my Metro police officer to come talking to somebody else, I, was, I could hear him talk. He said, it's a good thing he was standing on the other side of that truck and not behind it because if he was standing behind it, he would be either crushed or cut in two. And even though I was going through more pain than I've ever been through in my life, I was laying there giving God praise because I knew that I swore I was a half a second before it hit. So I can say, if it had not been for the Lord, oh, that's why I don't have no problem worshiping God. That's why I don't have problem giving Him praise. That's why I ain't going to wait till you tell me to lift my hand. That's why I ain't going to wait till you tell me to run or to jump or to give Him praise because there's been many times in my life just like that. And I know I know I'm not the only one here who's got several stories like that that you can say if it had not been 
for the Lord who is on my side. Oh, hallelujah. I know God's real. I don't have to debate it with nobody. Like the song Cassie used to sing years ago, I know my Redeemer liveth because I just talked to him this morning. And you can head around, you can head around them dead, lifeless churches. Hey Amen. That's more, that's more like a mausoleum. Come on, somebody, than a church house. Hallelujah! If you want to, but I have got to be where the anointing is. I've got to be where I can connect to the power of God. Because you might not need it, but I need it. Somebody give Him praise. I got to move on. Hallelujah. If God does something for you, acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Live a life of thanksgiving. And then we live a life of thanksgiving through giving. Uh Uh-oh. That hurts some of us. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we live a life of thanksgiving by our giving. You can tell people who are thankful because thankful people are the most generous people around. Thankful people like to give back. Thankful thankful people like to show their Appreciation through their giving. Genesis chapter 28, verses 20 and 22. Notice this. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and keep me in his in this way that I'm going. And give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth unto you. This was, this was back before Moses was even born. A long way before the law. Amen. Look in your Bible and see. Giving unto God and tithing and giving unto God did not come out of the law. It come through the law. Think about that. It came through because Jacob made a vow to God. God, if you be with me and keep me in the way that I'm going. If you give me bread to eat and clothing to put on and you allow me to come back to my father's house in peace, then you're going to be my God and everything that you give me, I'm going to give to you back a tenth of it. Oh, give God praise right now.
we show our gratitude through our giving. Hallelujah. That is one thing that I'm so grateful as being pastor of Christ Family Church. I have, I have been in church all my life, and I have been to many churches to conduct revivals and to preach <coughs> many places. But I can honestly say I've never seen a more given people in this church. I, I hear pastors get together sometimes and listen to what pastors talk about, and they have to say, well, I'm going to have to preach on giving again. We're having a hard time getting the lights paid, or this or that. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful to God we got giving folks. You show your appreciation for what God's done to you through your giving, which in turn God gives back to you. This church right here was built in 2005. In 2005, (coughs) I went to the AWCL convention. And the Kizzles was making a plea They had gotten a building built in Russia. They headed out all the way up the roof on, but they had nothing done done inside, and they was out of money. And with the government that they had, when you get a building permit over there, you've got a time given you that you have got to be able to have the inspectors inspect the place and give you an occupancy permit by a certain time or you lose whatever you got. And they was at that point. We had just started a building fund. We had $600 in it. Because we were were beginning to grow. God was doing some great things. And we knew we was going to have to have a building program. So we had started it. We had $600 in it. <laughs> Brother Brother Harrison was setting watches and everything else. Y'all remember some of y'all were going? Brother Harrison was the Sunday school superintendent at the time. He was bringing everything in for us to sell to make some kind of profit to build a building fund up. God spoke to me vividly and says, I want you to send $500 to Russia. I thought, man, them people are going to think I'm, I've lost my mind. We only got six. Just leave us $100. But 
But those people in Russia have been through a whole lot more than what we had ever thought about. That man and those and those his sons, they just got their daddy back who had spent 20 years <clears throat> in a jail just because he owned the Bible. I brought it before the people. The church, there was not one dis dissent. Everybody agreed. We wrote that check out. I had everybody come around front. Our crowd, our crowd was really small. And everybody laid hands on that check and we sent it a seed. That was in 2005. We had no clue that our building was going to burn or nothing that was going to happen a few years later. And then the building burnt. We was two years without a home. And then, long story short, we wound up here. The first Sunday it was in here, Brother Bobby was teaching. And Brother Bobby made a comment. He said, them Baptist folks didn't know it, but they was building this building for us. And then it hit me sitting right back there. I said, my God. That is so true because I knew that in 2005 when we wrote that check was the year this church was built. The very time that we sent that $500, they were breaking ground right here. Don't never stop giving. And, and let me add this. Giving is not just money neither. There's a lot of things that we need to Sometimes we need to give compassion. Sometimes we need to give somebody hope. Sometimes we need to give somebody encouragement. Come on. Because the Bible says whatever you give, it's going to come back to you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. My, 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 when I, when I used to be a kid out there, my dad was going to harvest a bunch of stuff. He'd give me a bushel basket and say, get out there, boy, and pick us stuff. I wanted to be down to the creek catching crawdads. I'd fuss, just a fuss and drag that old bag, basket out there. I'd fill it up, take it back there. Here you go, daddy, it's full. Boy, that basket ain't full. I said, it's full. I can't get on that He started pressing down, shaking it. Every time he got through messing with it, that thing was half half full. Set me back out there again. When you give, got to give unto you. Pressing down, shaking together, running over. Come on, somebody. Third and finally. We live a life of thanksgiving through our worship. Hallelujah. I, I'm not in church today because I'm the pastor and have to be here. If I wasn't pastor nowhere, I would be, I would be in church somewhere worshiping God today. 
I did it all my life long before I ever become a pastor. Hallelujah. And when the day comes that I quit being a pastor, amen, I'll go back sitting down under somebody else and I'll be supporting them. Hallelujah. You show your thanksgiving by your worship. Don't come to the house of God because you feel obligated. Don't worship God because, well, I guess I better be there. If I ain't here today, pastor's going to preach on me sure the world next Sunday. Hallelujah. If you, if you come here with that attitude, you've already lost your blessing. I get to go praise God. I drawed a paycheck last Friday, and I, I get to go to the house of God to, to live some thanksgiving to show God I'm grateful that I got that check so I can buy me another stick of the bologna. Mine I got is just about run out. Exodus chapter 15, verse 1. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, I know we got a few tambourines out there. I, w- I, want, I, want some, I want some ladies. I want two or three ladies to get some tambourines. I want you to come right up here. If you see a tambourine close to where a lady, where you're sitting, get one and come up here right now. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Exodus 15 and 1. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. Everybody knows that story. When God parted the waters and they walked through, then Pharaoh come after him and God drowned him. When they they showed the thanksgiving because they broke out on the other side into worship. Let's drop down to Exodus 15, 20, and 21. Put that scripture up. Hallelujah. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel, that's a tambourine, in her hand. And all the women went about uh, after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, said, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and this rider has thrown into the sea. Y'all walk around at least one time shaking them tambourines, giving God praise because God has triumphed in your life. God has got glory in your life. God has made a way when there seemeth to be no way. Oh, hallelujah. How thankful are you to God? How thankful. Glory. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Give God a hand clap of praise.
Let's praise God. Everybody stand to your feet. Make a decision that this is going to be the beginning of a new year for me. That by the help of God, I'm I'm going to live this whole coming next year every day a day of thanksgiving unto God because of his grace and his mercy. Let's worship him. Hallelujah.